Hello everybody, Paul Jancarella here from, what the heck? Excuse me, I apologize for that. Uh, I am from Speaking to Empower, and Theo, my puppy miniature Australian Shepherd, is kind of going bananas right now. He's in my office on the floor. I thought he was playing with something that he shouldn't be playing with, but it turns out it's it's his chew toy. So there might be some volume coming from the background noise. Uh, I'm not that sophisticated where I have a soundproof studio. Uh, my wife wants to put me in a soundproof room. But, <laughs> but besides that, uh, everything is copacetic. I'm here. Today, specifically, to bring you folks another podcast from Marketing Motivations. And it's a Tuesday here in the United States. I don't know if it's a Tuesday in Britain. It might be a Tuesday late afternoon in Britain. Uh, but there, there is the, the international date clock, so the, I guess there could be a time when it's Wednesday morning somewhere, maybe Australia, whereabouts, Guam, I don't know, I'm, I jump off topic, I'm sorry, I apologize, I'm back on topic, and we're going to get right at it, okay, we are all called to forgive, infinitely, and more importantly, we must forget what we forgive, and sometimes it is harder to forget than forgive. You know, example is I just had bitter feelings towards someone. And uh, actually, you know, like a husband wife. <laughs> and I forgave him. And I continually find myself having to forgive them. But as I drive by their house or I go by their house, at times, not all the times, it brings up um, pent-up feelings uh, from a negative standpoint. And walking the dog, I, you know, he noticeably says, Dad, what are you doing? Come on. You're thinking negative thoughts. Get out of it. But, you know what I mean, in all seriousness, uh, I need to forget. Just need to forget that and move on. Um, you know, and, and it's a challenge. It's a challenge for all of us. But God calls us to do it because we can do it. Sometimes we choose not to do it. And I tend to agree with that. Our friend Earl Nightingale we can let circumstances rule us, or we can take charge and rule our lives from within. You know, um, another easier said than done, but, you know, we can't let the death of a loved one consume us forever. We need to move on from that and find peace and harmony moving forward with other opportunities that we're going to come across. 
We can't try to figure out what if or why or how. It's not going to help. It's just not. And God, uh, not necessarily, he didn't um, ignore your prayers. Uh, he has a better, a better life planned for us. And, and we're living that life. But we need to live it in a happy way. Uh, and, and again, I understand that can be job loss, death, uh, injury, paralyzation. You know, there can be a number of things. Um, but just, you know, respond as opposed to react. Now, you may need some time to, to react, which is fine. But get back in there and and see what the Lord has in store for us, because it's something good. Better things are going to happen than they've already happened. In other words, the best is yet to come. And please have faith in that. Um, three things, there's three things here to help you live stronger. The first one is take time for yourself. Truly take time for yourself. My wife uh, is guilty of not doing this. I'm guilty of doing this too much. <laughs> so I need to do it less. She needs to do it. Uh, and the second one is take time to be with positive people. Make a concerted effort. To be with positive people. And if they're not positive in your work environment, they are in your imagination. The imagination is stronger than anything you can imagine, except God's love. So spend some time with positive people. And, and in all seriousness, if you don't work with positive people, uh, it, 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 that's a challenge. However, you don't work with them 24 hours a day, and if you do work with them 24 hours a day, convert them to a positive person. There's a magic potion. Uh, I forget the website, but I will get it to you, and that will help them become positive people. A couple tablets a day, that's all. And the third thing, change a bad habit. We have plenty of them. Change one of them, just one of them. Um, you know, if you, if you pick your nose and you eat it, eh, I would send, tend to say, geez, you know, why don't you get rid of doing that? That wouldn't be a good one. If you scratch your uh, behind uh, in public, that's eh, probably not the nicest thing to do. Um, or your front parts, you know, it's the same thing. So change your bad habit. Take time to be with positive people. And take time for yourself. Now, shifting gears here to our friend Darren Hardy in his Darren Daily video email. Um, he, let me just see one thing that I'm checking out. Yeah, Darren Daily today. The title, Winning the War in Recruiting Great Talent. And this is for folks that are in the industry of, of hiring people, whether it's a nonprofit, for-profit, you know, 
That's your bread and butter. Uh, your company consists of this one thing. And that one thing uh, is, is hiring folks. You know, it, it truly is. There's two reasons why things are getting um, difficult to hire top talent. And, and the first one is, is most countries are going through restructuring. And that restructuring is eliminating a lot of, I don't want to say data entry um, jobs, but, you know, a little bit lower level um, filing clerical type jobs. But you do not want to lose that human contact. It's critical to maintain that. That makes or breaks a company's viability. Um, lots of low-skill workers are being replaced by technology. It's just the, the nature of the beast. So it's a war for talent because um, not the workers that there's a war for, but, but the talent. So now you have a, a job opening for a skilled position. You may not have uh, the proper talent to fill that void because there's such a huge influx. So that's, that's one of the things that we are faced with. And the second thing that we're faced with is more choices and the world, it's more accessible. So there's more choices out there. The world's more accessible. Um, you know, you got to understand companies, he said, consist of one thing. And that's people, you know, people serving people. If it's people serving each other within the company, people serving customers, um, you know, people serving their um, family needs. You know, you need talented people, but you also need a, a happy uh, workforce as well. You know, and as an example, you know, he was talking about how Richard Branson and his Virgin company, he said, it's not the planes you buy. Everyone has the same planes. It's the people you hire to go into the planes that makes the difference. And it's true. You know, it's, it's who you hire will set you apart from the rest. It's critical on who you hire. Uh, a company becomes the people it hires and not the plans it makes. You know, even if it's your janitor, your data entry person, research specialist, you know, whomever, from top to bottom, the people make you or break you. Folks, how about the insight of the day today? Are you ready for this? The first step towards getting somewhere is to decide you're not going to stay where you are. 
And that was from J.P. Morgan. And a very insightful quote that it was. But that's the thing. You know, our first step is, is to just decide that we're not going to stay where we are. And we're not going to go down. We want to go up, figuratively speaking. If down is up, then we want to go down, if you can follow me there. Um, today's gospel reflection, uh, as a matter of fact, was stemmed off of the first thing that I opened with, with about how we're called to forgive, but not only that, to forget. Well, today's gospel uh, in Matthew 18, it, it was about the parable of the, um, the king who had a servant that owed him an extraordinary amount of dollars, or I shouldn't say dollars, money. Uh, and I probably shouldn't even say money in ancient times. But the point is, he owed him a lot. Something like $2,700 worth of day, day's wages. Uh, it was a lot of loot. So he said, listen, I'm selling him off, as well as his wife and children, to pay for his debt. And he pleaded with him, got down on his knees and begged him to, to be with him, to, to stay with him. He'll get through this and he'll pay the debt back. So... Brought to uh, compassion, the king forgave the whole debt, the whole thing. And it doesn't say the response that the servant made. I'm sure he was thankful. But what it does say is he went to one of his fellow servants and demanded payment that was owed to him for a much smaller amount. And... He basically um, pleaded with him not to, not to do this, to have mercy on him. And he said, no, I'm going to put you in prison until you pay every dime back. I don't know if it was dimes back then. But you get the point. And the fellow servants were, were kind of shaken up by this, and they went back to report to the king. So the king, needless to say, was, was absolutely ticked off and sent him down into the prison barracks to, until all his debt was repaid. You know, so we, we need to, to be compassionate, um, just as our father is compassionate. And I think the analogy there is that the king is God, and he forgave the debt to the tenant. Should not the tenant have been, you know, astute enough to forgive his fellow servant's debt. You know, and the man that had been forgiven so much sh should at least show forgiveness to the one who owed him so much less. You know, and it's, and it's true. So, forgiveness for me is not a major problem. Um, I, I really can't think of anybody that I have not forgiven. There's some folks out there that I have to continually forgive, um, but I, I have no problem with that. Uh, and uh, I'm not setting up, you know, 
revenge schemes or, any, or anything like that. Um, you know, and I'm going to treat them as I would treat my fellow neighbor. Uh, but what's difficult for me is to forget that, is to forget the hurt, the pain, the anguish, the, um, I don't know, the, it, it just almost hurts to talk about it. You know, being um, passed over, so to speak. But in getting away from that, it's like I have no problem remembering the wrongs. But how about remembering the rights and what's working right and how I can grow from those? That's going to do so much more for me. It truly will, you know, and I could say, well, geez, I only, it's only internal. I don't, you know, expose it exterior on the exterior, which I don't, but it still doesn't help your psyche. It puts your paradigm in a God awful place, you know? So we want to create uh, healthy paradigms. That's, that's the point. And to wrap things up, a boss says go, and a leader says let's go. So, let's go. That's what we're going to do. Follow each other to the promised land. Okay, folks. I wish you the very best. I will check in with you tomorrow, Lord willing. In the meantime, be well, stay well. We'll talk to you soon.